All news. All for Texas. This is Texas News Radio. I'm Dennis Foley. Coming up, an eighth grader brought a gun to school. The El Paso mass shooting suspect made his first court appearance today. A Texas congressman has been connected to the arrest of two colleagues, Rudy Giuliani, for their roles in Ukraine. And a Texas sheriff had some comments about illegal immigrants during a trip to the White House. This is Texas News Radio from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. A student in the Northeast School District has been arrested after taking a loaded gun to school. Several students at Bradley Middle School told office staff this morning that a boy may have a weapon on campus. The student is an eighth grader. He was immediately removed from class. Then he was found to, to have the weapon in his pocket. Chancellor says a 14-year-old boy was arrested by school district police. He claims he was carrying the 9mm gun on the campus on Hymer Road for protection. Elizabeth Ruiz, KTSA News. An agreement has been reached to repair the dam at Lake Dunlap. John Moore with the Preserve Lake Dunlap Association summed it up this way. It is a great day on Lake Dunlap. The agreement between the Preserve Lake Dunlap Association and the Guadalupe Blanco River Authority depends on the creation of a water control and improvement district. Property owners will vote on whether to tax themselves to pay for the reconstruction of the spill gates and the dam with the help of the GBRA. A Texas sheriff is receiving attention for comments he made about illegal immigrants during a a news briefing with other sheriffs and ICE officials at the White House. Sheriff Bill Wayborn serves Tarrant County, which includes the city of Fort Worth. While speaking at the White House, Wayborn pleaded with American judges to stop posing legal challenges that delay or prevent deportation, an issue he said is becoming more common. According to the sheriff, more than 72% of illegal immigrants being held in the Tarrant County Jail are repeat offenders. There were robbers in there and kidnappers and people who committed arson and people who were DWI. Without sugarcoating it, the sheriff said it's critical to deport criminals in the country illegally to keep American communities safe. These drunks will run over your children and they will run over my children. Clayton Neville, Dallas. There's another Bluebell ice cream recall. This time it's due to possible contamination by bits of plastic. The voluntary recall for half gallons of its buttercrunch ice cream flavor that were produced in August at the Bluebell plant in Alabama. They became aware of the problem when a customer reported a piece of plastic had turned up a container of the ice cream. The problem was traced to a broken tool at the Alabama plant. KTSA AccuWeather. Increasing cloudiness tonight, becoming breezy and cooler late tonight. Low 51 on the Hill Country and 63 along the Riverwalk. Breezy and much cooler tomorrow. A couple of showers and maybe a thunderstorm in the morning. Otherwise, mostly cloudy. I just 64. And in fact, temperatures dropping in the afternoon. Breezy and very cool tomorrow night. Cloudy, low 47. In outlying areas, 52 in the city. Partly sunny and cool Saturday, by 69. To recap, becoming breezy and cooler late tonight. Increasing clouds, a low of 51 in outlying areas, and 63 in the city. This is meteorologist Bob Larson. With your KTSA, Stephen Trufick, AccuWeather Forecast. California's utility PG&E says that because of the fire threat from high winds has subsided, it's done with its power shutoffs in Northern California. Now, with winds to the south, more electricity is being shut off down there. Here in Southern California, the power shutoffs are now underway. By the hour, the numbers are going up who are having their electricity turned off. It's all a precaution to prevent wildfires in case power lines come down. Areas north and east of L.A. are going dark, including San Bernardino, Simi Valley, and other areas of Ventura County.
That's ABC's Alex Stone in Los Angeles. California's decision to shut off power for hundreds of thousands of customers could end up straining owners of electric vehicles. Electric vehicles are dependent on the power grid. Tesla, for example, warned its owners to recharge before the shutdown, but the shutdown could last a while. Kelly Blue Book analyst Carl Brower says it's an issue that needs to be dealt with. If they were being sold in the numbers that plenty of people want them to be sold in, I'm not sure what's going to happen to the infrastructure. California has by far the most electric vehicles of any state. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News, Detroit. This stolen ride will be hard to miss. A classic 1947 Lincoln convertible was stolen in Fredericksburg Saturday. The car was taken from a parking lot on East Creek Street. The owner told officers he had parked there at around 2 in the afternoon and had returned to find the car gone. Police described the vintage vehicle as a blue Lincoln convertible with a cream-colored soft top. A new study linking bad sleep and dementia, but only for a certain demographic. Alzheimer's is one of the top 10 leading causes of death in the United States and is the fifth most common cause of death for Americans 65 and older, according to the CDC. And a new University of Miami study finds Hispanics who have trouble sleeping may be at a higher risk of Alzheimer's disease. The study finds a possible link between insomnia and a decline in neurocognitive functioning, which could precede dementia. The CDC says Hispanics are projected to have the largest increase of Alzheimer's when the number of cases double by the year 2060. Matt Piper, CBS News. This is Texas News Radio. I'm James Pledger, and in Major League Baseball, we have Game 5 in the American League Division Series right here on your home for the Major League Baseball postseason, ESPN San Antonio, as the Houston Astros try and punch their ticket into the ALCS for the right to face the New York Yankees in the next round. Tampa's taken the last two games in this series, although Houston will be sending Garrett Cole to the mound tonight, who pitched seven and two-thirds shutout innings with a franchise-high 15 strikeouts in a 3-1 win in Game 2 five days ago. Tampa will counter with Tyler Glasnow, who pitched in Game 1 and gave up two runs over four and a third innings. First pitch from Minute Maid Park in Houston is set for 6.07 tonight, and don't forget you can catch it right here, starting right after the Blitz at 6. In college football news, the Texas Tech Rebears picked up a verbal commitment from Derek Lewis, a three-star linebacker out of Clemens High School. Lewis chose the Rebears over Nebraska, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and others. Finally, in Houston, a perfect passer rating, a career-high 426 yards, and five touchdowns in their win over Atlanta earned Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson the AFC Offensive Player of the Week honors for the second time this year. Houston also made a couple of moves, releasing tight end Gerald Adams and safety Chris Johnson from the practice squad to make room for former Texas State tight end Keenan Brown and former New Orleans Saints center Marcus Henry. I'm James Pledger for ESPN San Antonio. The controversy involving the NBA in China continues to simmer. A bipartisan group of lawmakers called on NBA Commissioner Adam Silver to show the, quote, courage and integrity to stand up to the Chinese government. That's after several Chinese companies halted relationships with the Houston Rockets after their general manager tweeted support of protesters in Hong Kong. But San Antonio Spurs coach Greg Popovich says Silver has already taken a stand. He sided with the principles that uh, we all Thursday's exhibition in Shanghai between the Lakers and Nets was played, but pregame media events were canceled by Chinese authorities. Brian Clark, ABC News. The International Boxing Federation's welterweight champion has been seriously injured in a car crash in Dallas. Dallas police say Errol Spence Jr. was alone in a Ferrari speeding up a street near downtown when he struck a median at around 3 this morning and the car flipped several times. 
Investigators say Spence was not belted in and was thrown from the car. He's in serious condition in intensive care. The 29-year-old lives in suburban Dallas. He has a 26-0 record and has held the IBF welterweight title since 2017. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. The founder of Morgan's Wonderland is being honored for his efforts to help those with special needs. Gordon Hartman has been named to the named to recipient has been named the recipient of the Governor's Trophy, the highest honor given to given by the Texas Governor's Committee on People with Disabilities. Hartman opened Morgan's Under, Wonderland, located in Northeast San Antonio, in 2010. It's the first ultra accessible theme park in the world. All of the rides and attractions can be enjoyed by people of all ages and all abilities. A millionaire football player in New Orleans likes to peddle his way to games. He makes $7 million a year, but Saints quarterback Teddy Bridgewater rides a beach cruiser bicycle to and from the Superdome. I enjoy my little ride to the stadium and from the stadium, and uh, it's been a, a peaceful ride. And now that word is out about his modest transportation, Bridgewater expects to have some company. Anyone wants to ride a bike with me, <laughs> I'm open to it. Dave Cohen for CBS News, New Orleans. KTSA Money News. Stocks surged higher with the resumption of trade talks in Washington between the U.S. and China. The Dow rose 150 points to 26,496. The Nasdaq gained 47 points to 79.50. The S&P gained 18 points to 29.38. Consumer side inflation was flat in September on falling gas prices, while the Labor Department reports that initial jobless claims fell by 10,000 to 210,000. Mortgage rates are close to a 2019 low, with Freddie Mac reporting that the fixed 30-year rate dropped eight basis points to 3.57%. Jason Brooks, CBS News. The news never stops. This is Texas News Radio. Better Rourke's campaign is holding a counter-rally the night of President Trump's upcoming Dallas appearance. Beto will hold his rally against fear in ground pa- Grand Par- Prairie. A week from today, his campaign webpage says he wants to make a direct statement of opposition to the president at the same moment when Trump is in doubt to promote what he, his campaign calls a dangerous hatred and division. Beto's event starts at 6 p.m. at the theater at Grand Prairie on Performance Place. The two men who've been working closely with Rudy Giuliani are facing federal conspiracy charges and an indictment unsealed today in federal court in New York and a former Texas congressman may have been involved. Federal prosecutors say as part of a six-figure scheme to curry favors, the two Giuliani associates aim to do the bidding of someone in Kiev. A Ukrainian government official who sought the dismissal of the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman says to lobby for the ouster of Marie Yovanovitch, Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman donated to and enlisted the help of a then-sitting congressman, known to CBS News as Texas Republican Pete Sessions. Berman signals more charges may soon come. This investigation is continuing. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, the White House. Planned Parenthood is launching what it calls its largest electoral effort for the 2020 elections. The nonprofit organization is announcing plans to spend $45 million supporting candidates who back abortion rights. Super PAC Planned Parenthood votes is targeting a defeat of President Trump and putting Democrats back in control of the Senate. The group will be focusing on several key states, such as Arizona, Florida, Michigan, Wisconsin, and more. Lisa Carter, 
NBC News Radio. Germany's top prosecutor says the suspect in yesterday's synagogue attack had nearly nine pounds of explosives and planned to carry out a massacre. ABC's James Longman is in the town of Halle. People have come here to lay flowers. The president has actually just been visiting this place. But it's understood that he wasn't able to get in. And after having left here, he then traveled up the road, killing one person. He approached a kebab shop and killed another person there. And for the entire episode, he was live streaming. He was understood to have been wearing uh, paramilitary gears, wearing a helmet. He had an assault weapon. In the video, you can see him getting out of his car and firing the gun at least four times. This is Texas News Radio. CBS Eye on Veterans from ConnectingVets.com. Bicycle brand playing cards have been in the hands of American troops for generations. And CEO Mike Slaughter told us about the infamous deck known as Iraq's Most Wanted. Hans had this idea of you know, how he was going to take these special operators and uh, show them who they were out to actually kill. He created a deck of cards with all of these photos while they were playing spades one night. And the special operator said, you got to do this. You got to get decks in the hands of all of our soldiers, including, you know, the Iraqi citizens that were helping us chase down these bad guys. I'm Phil Briggs from ConnectingVets.com for CBS News. A 21-year-old man accused of killing 22 people at an El Paso bar in August made his first court appearance today. And prosecutors have said they will seek the death penalty for Patrick Crucius. Uh, most of those killed in the shooting had Hispanic last name and less names, and eight were Mexican nationals. The Department of Justice has called it an act of domestic terrorism. There, uh, there are more charges against Cuba Gooding Jr., who appeared in court in New York today. Well, these new charges have not yet been unsealed, but prosecutors are saying they're connected to an additional incident not related to the groping accusations that Cuba Gooding Jr. already faces. The Oscar winner only appeared in court briefly on those groping charges. Gooding Jr. accused of sexually assaulting a woman back in June at the Magic our rooftop bar in Midtown. He denies that happened. The actor will be arraigned next week on the new case. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. Former Today Show host Matt Lauer is breaking his silence about the details of an alleged sexual encounter he had with a former producer. The details are part of a new book, Catch and Kill, written by journalist Ronan Farrow. In the book, Brooke Nevels says Lauer sexually assaulted her without her consent while they were both working at the Olympics in Sochi back in 2014. Lauer, who was fired in 2017 for inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace, sent a 1,400-word letter defending himself against the allegations, describing his relationship with Nevels as an extramarital affair that began in Sochi with a completely consensual sexual encounter. That's ABC's Lindsay Davis. Nevels is casting doubt on Lauer's characterization of the encounter, calling it victim-shaming. Companies large and small are sweetening up the perks as the fight is on to find good workers. This four-day work week is something that we're starting to see as a trend. Don Fay with the Robert Half Staffing Agency says the tight job market has companies creating perks like flexible hours, the ability to work from home, and even unlimited vacation. So there's a lot of different things that we're seeing out there that's helping companies try to attract and retain and keep employees from burning out. The four-day week has boosted morale. Even if you have a rough Monday morning, you know, four days from now, I have a long break. He can always look forward to a three-day weekend. Kenneth Craig, CBS News, New York. KTSA Entertainment. 
The morning show star Jennifer Aniston says that her upcoming series about a morning talk show host who is fired after a series of accusation surfaces is not based on the sexual misconduct accusations that led Matt Lauer to be ousted at NBC. The morning show, which also stars Steve Carell and Reese Witherspoon, premieres November 1st on Apple TV+. Celebrating an E.T. birthday today, rocker David Lee Roth is 65, Ben Vereen is 73, and which singer had a top 10 country hit with 1972's Delta Dawn? That would be Tanya Tucker, who today turns 61. This report brought to you by CBS Audio. For more entertainment news, sports, and lifestyle features, go to cbsaudio.com forward slash podcast and explore all that CBS Audio has to offer. From the Entertainment Tonight newsroom in Hollywood, I'm Kelty Knight. San Antonio's recently passed safe and sick leave has been one of the more one of the more controversial issues passed by the city council. It requires employers to give employees paid time off for everything from illness and injury to preventative care. Metro Health, the city's public health agency, is hoping to answer the many questions residents and business owners have about the ordinance. They're holding eight free information sessions that will offer more insight how employers can implement the ordinance before it takes effect on December 1st. You can find details of the dates. Times locations on the San Antonio news page of KTSA.com. Two men are dead after an argument turned into a shooting outside a convenience store on San Antonio's east side. I don't know who drew first, but both there were two parties that had weapons and both were shooting at each other. Police Chief Wayne McManus says a third man was shot in the face last night outside the Pit Stop convenience store on South WW White Road at Lakewood Drive. He was taken to San Antonio Military Medical Center. It's not clear what the men were arguing about. Millions of retirees will receive a moderate increase in Social Security benefits next year. The Social Security Administration says the COLA, or cost of living adjustment, will be 1.6% in 2020. That's about $24 a month for the average retired worker. And after a significant increase this year, that's more in line with what is typical. But seniors complain the inflation yardstick that determines the annual adjustment doesn't adequately reflect their costs mainly for health care. The COLA impacts nearly 70 million people, including Social Security recipients, disabled veterans, and federal retirees. Mike Hemp in Washington. A murder in Anchorage, Alaska, allegedly caught on a memory card. It was mid-afternoon on a day in late September when Anchorage police got a call from someone claiming they found an SD memory card on the street. On that SD card, they said there was video of a murder. Officers met the caller, looked at the SD card, and in fact there were several videos on it appearing to show an assault and murder of a woman. Tracking down leads, detectives determined the murder happened in early September. 48-year-old Brian Smith has been arrested. Work is being done now to confirm the victim's name and a motive for the killing. Alex Stone, EBC News. KTSA AccuWeather. Becoming mostly cloudy tonight. It'll turn breezy and cooler overnight. Low of 51 in outlying areas, 63 in the city. Breezy and much cooler tomorrow. Morning clouds and showers may be a thunderstorm. Cloud cover will linger in the afternoon. High 64 tomorrow morning. Temperatures dropping tomorrow afternoon. Mostly cloudy, breezy, and chilly tomorrow night. Low 47 in the hill country and 52 along the Riverwalk. Partly sunny and cool Saturday. High 69. Recap, increasing clouds tonight. Turning breezy and cooler late tonight. Low 51 of the Hill Country and 63 along the Riverwalk. This is meteorologist Bob Larson with your KTSA Stephen Trufik AccuWeather Forecast. Texas News Radio is a production of 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Get news anytime online and stay connected at KTSA.com.